you be intolerable? I the best. Be I, I could mow 42 lawns in one night. I'd have the best lawn service. Yeah. We call it lickety split. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Unrestricted. I'm Vex. That's the Bulldog, Richie Carnahan. How are you guys doing? Happy Wonderful. Fourth of July. Yeah, absolutely, man. In studio with us, Marcus Valdespino to help us talk some Spurs today, and as always, Silent Bob on the ones and twos. No, screw that. I'm not silent today. <laughs> You're not going to be silent. Okay, <laughs> he's, he's breaking out of his cage. <laughs> there you go. I want to ask you guys. Like, I got a lot of feedback on the last couple of episodes. Um, a lot from the ladies, I'm not going to lie. Like, hey, you're cussing way too much. Yeah. Um, too many cocaine references. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, what? I think we only made one cocaine reference. Was that all Richard? That was it all was Richard. Richard. It, was it was all Richard. Richard, which is the weirdest thing, because let me tell you something. This wild man over here who speaks at a 1,000 miles an hour, the one thing I know about him, and we've been friends for 40 years, he's never done anything like that. I couldn't. I mean, you look at my personality- and I'm already, I got two speeds, go to sleep or rock and roll. Yeah. And if I introduced <laughs> any of that nonsense, any of that yay yo, I'd be a dead man. Your speed is already speed. That's right. Yeah. I still hold the record in the 100 meter dash at Woodridge Elementary at 13 flat, 11 year old running a 13 flat. And you attribute oh, yeah. that to like what? To just, like just superior superior, (laughs) sugar superior psychosis and and weird genetics i I think it was when jolt remember jolt cola oh of course so that was my that was my go-to thing of melt duds and some jolt and and some nerds so so you go hard so richard you go hard at stuff so in other words if you tried cocaine or anything like that you try to win it game set oh my god it'd be over i I could mow 42 lawns in one night (laughs) i'd have the best lawn service yeah we call it lickety split But yeah, I can't. I can't mess around with that action. Well, I'm sorry that we made a few of those references in the past, you know, on this show. And I'm sorry if our language got a little bit colorful. I know there's like young people out there who are listening. I've gotten a lot of feedback, by the way, Marcus, on the Spurs. What are they throwing at you, man? We'll be in the lottery for the next. Uh, hopefully, we won't turn into the Sacramento Kings. Um, but we'll be in the lottery for the next three years, and I, I think that was the. Uh, the whole goal there. I I'm guess. happy about it. Yeah. You heard you sure. heard the most recent podcast. I'm all on sure. board with this, but I'm getting a lot of pushback on that, bro. Okay. Like Who? a lot of a lot of my friends are like, "Bro, you got this all wrong. We have all this cap space and young players, and now we're going to bring in people that can we can facilitate these three-way deals. No one wants to come here. Nobody's coming here. We are in rebuild. Yes. The and flag has been waved, man. And by the way, the Spurs want that cap space. So if they sign anybody, I mean, it's going to be a bunch of one-year deals to Absolutely. people to fill out. Absolutely. 100%. Now, Dusty Garza is our guy, and he was on last week. And Dusty Garza has inside freaking info. Like, he is absolutely connected. And he's one of the guys that is guaranteeing me the Spurs are not in tank mode for next year. Now, look, when it comes from the Spurs, of course they're not. They can't come out and admit, look, hey, we're going into tank mode. But they are going into what my friend Clark always calls honest Tank mode. Clark the dance machine? Clark the dancing machine. I trust the doctor. <laughs> especially one that can dance. It's the honest tank. Yeah. If you play all your young players, yeah. you ain't gonna win, Marcus. The, the Spurs always lie. Let me just throw that out there. They always downplay the draft and go, oh, yeah, we'll get this, maybe, maybe this. And it's secretly behind closed doors, they're like, oh, my God, the draft. Nobody wants to come here. We better draft right. No, so, and so I talked to, right. talk to soon-to-be-a-friend-of-the-show, uh, the Bear, 
no uncertain terms, said the only way we can be good and relevant is to draft right. That's correct. The only way. Because no, we can't do it in free Because agency. no one was, and, and, and he had a really good part. Who's the guy from L.A., Monk? Yeah. Two years ago, did anybody know who that dude was? Oh, well, yeah, guys well, like Marcus and you, I absolutely you two did. We're, we're junkies. Yeah. Okay, but like normal. Normal people, no. No but, idea. So he goes and he plays with LeBron. LeBron gets hurt. He gets to play a lot. He starts trending. People are watching him. He's a big deal. So he leverages that exposure and gets a big deal. Yeah. When you come to the Spurs and, and you're on um, the KBIN or whatever TV, <laughs> like the one that plays cartoons, and then that's who we have our deal with, Yeah. no one knows who you are. Lonnie Walker is going to play in more televised games and in, it's gonna increase in a month than he played his whole career with the Spurs. Now that and he's, he's a gonna, Laker. And he's <laughs> yeah. going to make a ton of money. And, and no, he got... He got he got tiddlywinks. Yeah, man. but but that right now he's going to get that exposure. Yeah, it, it Bear said, okay, the TV deal in San Antonio is worth seventeen hundred dollars. I mean, I'm being <laughs> facetious, obviously, but the TV deals in LA. Oh, that's no, it's a whole different region, and everybody gets a taste, right? That's right, and that that goes back to something Dusty said on the last episode, which is that San Antonio Spurs organization needs to grow from just being a San Antonio product to a San Antonio metro area. Bring in Austin, which is part of the Michael Dell, I think, addition, and obviously bring from Mexico. Now, I've always said that that's the way to do it. Twenty years ago, Marcus, when you and I were on the air, and there were flirts about um, NFL teams coming to the to to San Antonio. Jerry Jerry Jones would never let that happen. He wouldn't, but let me tell you what. If you can garner enough attention from Mexico, Austin, and San Antonio, yeah. you can fill an NFL stadium for, at the time, it was eight games a year. Now it would be nine, but you can do that. Yeah, but I don't know do you- how well that works when it's 41 home games. Yeah, that's, that's tough. And by the way, the McNairs in Houston don't want a team here either. Of course they don't. So, yeah, that always gets downplayed. You never say the McNairs along with Jerry Jones, um, but... Yeah, I mean, I think San Antonio could support a team, though. You're talking about eight, nine home games, and I've seen football's king. I know we love our Spurs, but football's king. Well, we love our Spurs just because it's the only game in town. We loved our Iguanas, too. It's a (laughs) hell of a hockey team. I love the fact that you could go to a quarter. It's a period? A period. A period. They would let you go back to— Hockey fans. Yeah. They would let you go back to your car and drink beer and then come back. No, that happened? Oh, sure. That's cool. Yeah, wow. There's no way. The other feedback I'm getting is that, Jeff, none of this matters. We're tanking so that we can be bad, so that we can use San Antonio as an example of, well, we can't sell seats there, so now we can move to Seattle or Las Vegas. Man, that's cockamamie. That is crap. Not going to happen. It it ain't happening, man. The penalties for moving this team out of San Antonio ahead of their their NBA contract are are astronomical. Not going to happen. There's the practice facility that's fixing to open. There's no way. They're, They're entrenched here. The idea is to grow the market beyond San Antonio. And look, if bringing Michael Dell into this mix turns out that he's the wolf in the hen house, I, blame me. I'll, I'll I'll be the doe who didn't see it coming. That's fine, but I don't think it's happening. Well, I think it's great that we're getting all these different revenue streams and we're getting bigger pockets. Um, but we're laying roots here. The roots are here. The foundation is here. Our stadiums here. They're building the new facility. So, what are these money suitors going to want in return? Do you understand how much money is to be made on the back end of selling? A, an NBA or NFL franchise, 
it's not about the day-to-day operations or year-to-year operations of how much your ledger is in the red and the black. It's got nothing to do with that, Marcus. It's the You know this? It's the end game because you are making money Buku the amount of of of, of ticket sale right. just in the increased value of your of your product and your franchise. Okay, I think this is something cool to get into because you guys are sports geeks and in particular, geeks it, is tough. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's a little tough, Marcus. You, you spent a lot of time. Marcus hadn't been called a geek in a long time, and I, the last time he did, I bet he knocked somebody. The, it's I'm it's been nine months <laughs> since he ate the head of a chicken. Yeah, yeah. So. Any any franchise, sports franchise, is it's the long game because when you do sell it, you're making X, X multiple of what you bought it for. But the day-to-day, how do these teams make money? How do they make money? Like TV deals? I mean, you want me to like break down their entire ledger? No. I mean, they got a million sources of revenue, RC. Okay. I can go into that. I mean, you, you start with ticket sales, and All then right. you have merchandising. Parking? Then, I mean, uh, it's literally, it goes a long way down, all the way yeah. to parking. There's revenue streams all over the place. Right. I mean, if you can operate at even a small loss, okay, you're, it doesn't matter because your team increased by 25% over the over the year from 1.25 million up to 1.575 billion uh I think I said million a second ago but you get my drift right you just increase the value of the franchise in in months this well, is how it's working and I read an article that that, that the price on the Spurs right now is 1.8 billion yeah and what do you think when when the Holtz came and bought their piece of the pie they paid. Oh, I think it was like two hundred and fifty million. Wow. Yeah. I think it, it may have been less. And I, I, I could double check on that uh between shows, but I'm telling you the 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 return on that investment pretty is good. astonishing. It's astonishing, but man, we can't afford to be the Sacramento Kings, the Cincinnati Reds, the Pittsburgh Pirates where you just go through 18 seasons or 19 seasons of nothing. Like, no, I'm with you on yeah, that. I mean, that's that's going to hurt. I'm with time. you on that. And also, are you guys, do you guys find it a little bit embarrassing? You have people out of town and stuff, and they, they go to the game, and there's no restaurants around the place. And that, that they need a, yeah. I mean, well, the, no east night, side, the east side location did yeah, not really did work not out. Work. I mean, I I mean it was supposed working. to be more downtown, yeah. and, and it would have been better. And maybe that's the next move of the Spurs, say, in 10 years, to move the AT&T Center somewhere closer to downtown. We can look into that, you know, in the future and in another show. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're talking about the Sacramento Kings. They might be the only team in the NBA last year that had a roster that was less exciting than the Spurs. Them and maybe Oklahoma City. Sacramento is spending this offseason adding pieces because they think they're going for the damn playoffs. P.S. They ain't. They ain't going to make it. They can pretend they can, but that's not going to happen. And if you look at the Spurs roster versus anybody else in the NBA, I defy you to find a team that has a worse top-to-bottom roster. Especially now, Oklahoma City maybe no because they maybe. got they just got all that talent. Yeah, they, they just got Chet Holmgren. Yeah, like at least they got a dude. Yeah, okay, we have no dude. We got no dude, and we don't have Shea Gilgis Alexander, yeah, who's a good that. ball player. Yeah. Like really, truly, top to bottom, the Spurs enter this season. They are the worst roster in the NBA. Easily. They are. They, I, and, I, and I think that Ducky was all, Buckets is our highest played player. <laughs> yeah, to quote the Joker in the Dark Knight, I think that was all part of the plan. I think it was, but too. it should have started probably now. Looking back on six it, years ago, as soon as started, as soon as Kawhi, yes, sir, 
and, and I and I got into this with our inside trader. As soon as Kawhi threw his tantrum and said, "I'm out," that's when we said, "Okay, this is what we do." We we you know, Pop's a big history guy. I think uh, his major was Russian literature and history at the Air Force Academy. Don't learn from your mistakes. Yeah, it's taken six years to realize that the only way we can get good is through the draft. So there were two things at play there. Number one. Kawhi sabotaged his own trade value by coming to this person basically saying, I ain't playing and I'm not sure how good my knee is going to be in the future. So he, he shit, <laughs> he shit on his own trade value and I'll never forgive him for that part of it. If he wanted out of San Antonio, he could have done it any number of ways, but he chose to do it that way and that hurt his trade value. And it also hurt his brand. It did. The second part of that is if he had been a man... Um, and come to Coach Popovich and said, look, I want out. I want to be moved. The Spurs could have gotten a different package, not DeMar, DeRozan, and, and, and a couple of throw-ins. They but could here's have gotten what's funny. Like, these... look, how nice is DeMar on Chicago? He's all right. I the guy guy was lights out James Tooney. Okay. He was pretty he was pretty <laughs> doggone good last year. But, Fifty point games, several. And they lost in the first round. So, so here's my point: I'm is, a fantasy that, guy. is that if he hadn't ruined his 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 reputation around the league, Kawhi, that is, he could have been traded for one of these enormous packages. Because in the next like eighteen months after the Kawhi deal, uh, Marcus, how many huge trades went down? There was the Anthony Davis who got a humongous haul. I mean, even Drew Holiday got a bigger haul than we got for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And we just sort of missed that time where now the price of a of a top tier free agent is like every pick we have for the next umpteen years. Rudy Gobey gets four first rounders. That is a terrible trade. How, how are they going to play him in the playoffs? And they just I, gave up their future for it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. The Rudy Gobert type player is a good player, good regular season player. He's going to get you blocks. He's going to get you rebounds and all that. But I liken him to Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. Soon as you get to the playoffs and everybody's pretty good, uh, they will find ways to get Rudy. Uh, Rudy They'll Gobert. exploit him. They'll exploit him big time. And I to give up four first round draft picks and the players. Let me tell you something. Pat Beverly made Minnesota tough. Yep. Minnesota is a bunch of cream puffs. Andrew, they got rid of Andrew Wiggins. I mean, but. Pat Beverly made them tough. Um, they traded Pat Beverly along with that too. I Bad. don't get that at all. Uh, Changed their personality. I, I have no. Who's running Minnesota? That's the same organization that chose uh, Johnny Flynn, New York City's Johnny Flynn from Syracuse, and, and Ricky then, Rubio and Frodo. Um, I Ricky Rubio. I, I call him Frodo. Um, <laughs> That's <and> racist. <laughs> no. <laughs> what racist oh, is a Frodo? Lord of the Rings. It's Hobbit insensitive. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. Come on. Sorry. Jeff, they, they chose two point guards over Stephen Curry. That's really, correct. and they'll and, never and, get and over he, it. Even I remember watching it. Say, say you fell in love with one of them, then get Curry as your two guard. The guy shoots lights out. That is probably that's the worst. Minnesota Timberwolves fans have got to be crying in their uh, a river right now, and I, I know they have lots of rivers up there. It's a bad move. The other thing that it thought that I thought about it when I saw what Rudy Gobert got was I was like, holy Moses. Maybe we should have gotten more for DeJounte Murray. Yeah, yeah. But but at the end of the day, and a lot of people are throwing stuff at me, friends and, and people online, throwing stuff at me like, well, yeah, but all we get are three late picks from Atlanta. And admittedly, late first round picks are not something that I'm particularly interested in. Right. But I think what we are saying, and I need to expound on this from the last episode, is that we are betting that DeJounte Murray plus 
Trey Young just ain't going to work. And not to go two X's and O's on you guys, but like DeJounte Murray doesn't space the floor. And Trey Young has the ball all the damn time. What is DeJounte Murray going to do when his usage rate and his time on the ball decreases by 60% next year and he's stuck in a corner not spacing the floor right. and he for can't Trey shoot Young. The three. He cannot shoot the three. He, so well, nobody's going to play him. crash the boards. We've got a guard that crashes the, the boards. The only thing that works between Trey Young and DeJounte, at least in my opinion, is at the defensive end where DeJounte can take on the, the opposing team's point guard and you can stuff Trey Young onto whoever the worst offensive player is yeah. on the other side of the floor. But uh, to me, it doesn't make Atlanta better. They lost Kevin Herter. If I'm Atlanta, I wanted Kevin Herter before I wanted DeJounte Murray. Well, De- DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young were considered two untouchables by Atlanta, so nobody was getting them unless you were going to get back some unbelievable all-star. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is a hell he's of a player. He's the real deal. I mean, yeah, he's six eight, can shoot the three and defend. He can he can shut down Jalen Brown or Tatum if you know. as much as you can, as much as you can, shut somebody down. Well, what does that game. mean for them? How good they going to be? I think they're going to stay off. I mean, I think they're going to be pretty good. But I'm, I'm the Spurs, like you said, they are betting on Atlanta being. You know, around 15, 16th pick. I mean, we're talking, what, 41 and 41 or something yes, like that. Yes, right. Just yeah. barely over 500 yeah. maybe. And then we get like a pretty decent draft pick. And we enter ourselves, because free agency just began the other day, now we're, we're part of the play for all of these big moves that may be coming. You got dudes who are unhappy on bad contracts, two in particular. You got Kyrie Irving, who now is like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Kanye. Kanye, Kanye well, he's Irving. unhappy everywhere. But he's particularly happy not now that Kevin Durant said, "I'm out. Peace. See you later." Right. Well, the latest and greatest is they're trying. They're both trying to go to LA and meet up with LeBron. But <laughs> how do you, can't happen? That's yeah, not can't happen. happen. There's not enough treasure in the trove. But speaking of LA, you have Russell Westbrook, who might be the single worst contract in the entire NBA. Forty-seven and, million dollars to watch him. John Wall would have something to say about that, but you're close. Yeah. He would, he would, except for he got bought out, right? No, he got his. Yeah, and oh, he yeah. did. He did, oh, and then he, he signed. A, and then he signed a in LA million for the do- two-year, thirteen million dollar deal for the yeah. Clippers, which the Clippers, actually works. It's pretty. Yeah, I like that one. So you got these two malcontent, Kyrie. What you call him again? Kanye. Kanye, Kanye Irving. Jesus. <laughs> Easy. And you got and you got uh, and you got Russell Westbrook, who are terrible contracts. They both are going to demand to get moved. Those are bad contracts. You know what the Spurs are in a spot to do? Absorb those bad contracts and trot out a big pile of shit stink <laughs> next year on the AT&T center floor and lose as many games as possible. But if you're taking on one of those bad contracts, Marcus and Richie, you know what you're doing? You're taking on draft capital because they can't just give you Russell Westbrook. If I'm going to take Russell Westbrook and I'm Brian Wright, I'm like, yeah, I'll take Russell Westbrook, but I need three number ones and your best young player. You want me to take Kyrie Irving and that headache? That's fine, but I'm taking your two best young players and two more picks. But you're forgetting something. Those bozos have to agree to come here. That's fine. And guess what? When they come here and they don't want it, buy them out. Peace, sayonara, see you later. Yeah, I'm with Jeff here like, the Spurs are all in now on tank, on tanking, they, yes. and, they, and, and they got George Brown. What is he? He's the process to the process tank coach. Yeah. So I knew that. Brett, I just, Brett Brown. Brett, yeah. Yeah. Brett Brown. Who's Brian Brown? 
was probably an actor. No, he was. Yeah, he is. He was also a running back at Heights. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was amazing. Early nineties. Five eight and a half. Two, he was so good. Two fifteen. Calves like grapefruits. <laughs> he actually went to University of Houston, and then they're yeah, like, so yeah, I, not a lot of. Yeah. But so, yeah, they brought in Brett Brown. Yeah, so this is the tank process, Coach. This the Spurs are all in on this. They have a bunch of cap, and they're spinning it like all kinds of shit. Okay, yeah. and Dude, the Spurs, I, I, yeah, their spin is they don't even talk to anybody. Well, their spin yeah. currently right now is we're not done making moves. We're we're, we're don't think that can, this is what we're trotting out. Can it's you like, imagine? Uh, we're not the milk toast media. Can you imagine us asking the questions to Pop and well? I mean, they, Jeff they, pretty they, much made that why, certain the, that we'll the first, never the, get to the ask first, them a the question. The first question out the box: Why didn't you do this before? We all see you're in tank mode. Can you imagine Brian Wright being asked this right now? You're, we all know you're in tank mode, sir. I don't know how you're going to sell six tickets. Years but too late. Why didn't you do this five, six years earlier? As soon as and please Kawhi answer the question Central. correctly, sir. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. no. So the, the the other funny thing that I'm getting from a lot of fans, and you know, you and I were joking about this the other day, Marcus, is like, hey, can we get rid of Brian Wright for like um, Sam Presti oh. and like three first rounders? The thing that the Dejounte Murray deal tells me more than anything else, above anything else, above the way they valued Dejounte, above the fact that they didn't probably want to pay Dejounte. $40 million two years down the line above everything else. What it tells me is that Brian Wright has serious job security and he ain't going nowhere because there's no way you make that deal unless you've told the owner and everybody above you, RC and pop, Hey man, we're getting bad, but know and, and, that I'm doing it on purpose, not and, by accident. And guys, the problem with tanking and the process and all that, they've changed the lottery. I don't know if anybody's noticed this the past, like, what, six, seven years. You don't get the number one pick. So if we're 20 and 62, um, there's a 14% chance that we get the number one pick. That's a decent chance, but doing the math, a 14% chance of getting the first pick is an 86% chance of not getting, not getting it. That's, so, there you go. Absolutely so correct. You Thank have to you. be shitty and lucky. Shitty and lucky. That's right. But guess what? How have the Spurs? That should probably be before. the name of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, That's how the Spurs built before, though, right? Like yeah. shitty and lucky. Yeah. Like we never really truly tanked. We always did the honest tank. Like when Robinson got hurt, we trotted out Dominique Wilkins. And Dominique was still getting 19 so points a cool. game, and he was still trying. Coming off an Achilles yes. stare, like he was not too bad for no. Dominique, late career. But there was no way we were going to win, and we knew we weren't going to win with that lineup. And, you know, we scored Duncan from it. Man, it's been time for that reset, and here we go. I'm sorry if you don't like it, Spurs fans. All my buddies on Spurs Report, I don't give a damn if you don't like it. It's long past due. Well, yeah, it's time for Spurs fans to be real honest when they when they pretend like, oh no, no, we can still fill a, a competitive product. No, we can't. Wouldn't that be absolutely funny though if all of a sudden like Primo's averaging twenty points per game, so handsome? Well, he's good. Well, they're then, gonna then, because uh, no uh, one you, else. You remember the, the the major league, and then they're up, yes. they're, they're up there sitting up there going, "Did we just beat Minnesota and yes. Charlotte and back to back? I mean, what are we doing here? Well, yes, pulling up the, the the bikini top <laughs> off of the owners. And that, yes, great movie. And we. Should, and we oh, should have man. those kind of promos. We should absolutely. Yeah. Look, that's look. If 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 Primo gets us twenty next year, bro, I'm going to be doing backflips. No, but he's gonna because there's no one else. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see. So I had an idea. We'll I, see. Okay. You got yeah. an idea. You trying out? No. Okay. I thought you were going to go grab boards. No. Or set screens. No. I I I couldn't do that in a fifth grade league. <laughs> okay. But 
So remember I was joking and I was like, well, what about the Ice Cube guys? Oh, you did make that joke. We should have two teams. Mm. We should have all the Ice Cube guys because you don't have to pay them anything. It's just whatever Ice Cube's paying them and a little bit more. Okay. And then we have our young guys. And it and, and it's like a it's a like a hockey shift. The first half we play all our young guys. <laughs> and the second half we pay all the guys from the Ice Cube League. You do not want Quentin Richardson anywhere around your young players, bro. <laughs> who's the guy who's the guy that used to play at LA and um he he had the hat with with the forty five caliber bullets on it? I don't know who you're talking about, yeah. Richie, but he sounds interesting. Baron Davis. Oh, Baron, Baron Davis. Davis? Yeah. What did Baron Davis do wrong? All right, let me pull up the pick. Baron and Davis is pretty Darius good Miles, you know, yeah. they, they were all a bunch, bunch of bunch knuckleheads. Dude. Yeah. He's By the way, in all of this Spurs talk that we've been doing over these last, I don't know, 10, 12 days, do you know what we missed and which is kind of important and really excites me? Manu Ginobili is back. And do you see him talking to Primo a lot? I mean, he's in Primo's ear, and I like that. I, well, I really do. So he's on the well. Spurs payroll? Yes, he's yeah, back. That's awesome. He's part of the the you know the brain trust. I don't know what his official title is, but I don't give a damn. Yeah. If Manu's in the building, and like you said, Marcus, if he's in Primo's ear, yeah. oh baby, bright future. HEB it, needed him back. Yeah, for recognizable so, face. Somebody's yeah. got to do the HEB commercials, right? Because will. Gervin's a little long in the teeth now. <laughs> to kind of bring this back, I would not be surprised if the Spurs are part of some sort of three-team wheeling and dealing that gets Kevin Durant to wherever he wants to go, Russell Westbrook out of L.A., or Kyrie Irving to wherever the hell he wants to go. Oh, yeah, because, because they have all the cap room. It's like they have all the goodies. You know, they have all so this basically money. We can we're absorb these They can facilitate somebody's trade. And bring on first-round picks for, like, now to oh kingdom come. Yes. Now we turn ourselves, if that's, if that's how it plays out, we turn ourselves into Oklahoma City, just a little further south, and I'm I'm telling you that doesn't upset me. So I will go watch the games yeah. next year. We are basically the money laundering farm. Yes, for yes the for NBA. So if you're a Nets fan, do you feel like you've been violated the last three years? Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> I feel you so had- bad for Sean Marks because oh. that's a great dude. You know Sean Marks a little bit? A little bit. Me too, a little bit. I watched the night parade with him one time. He could not be a bigger gentleman or a nicer guy. Just class act. Totally, totally agree. A a quick example, tangent. I was years ago, my wife was pregnant. We were at a, a, a ball together. And my wife was big pregnant, like do pregnant. And he was like trying to help her walk like back to the car because it was a long way to walk out of the zoo to get back to the car. Wow. Just a gentleman. Okay. Just a straight up gentleman. Classy. You, you know what that, uh, you, And I feel for him. You know what that tells me? Kyrie knows that. And Kyrie and Kevin Durant took advantage of him. They I did. mean, really, they did. I mean, I know Marks is a grown man and he should be, you know, it's kind of, he was a little bit of the enabler. You can blame him, but I bet they took advantage of that. The big problem there was that their owner, Joe Sy, really didn't give Sean Marks, like, the power that he needed to be the overlord of the superstars. The superstars came in, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and they said, well, we're really running this place now. How'd that work? Kyrie, it worked, it worked yeah. to the tune of one playoff series victory. That sucks. And, and Kyrie yeah. Irving played 103 games. And how dumb is Kevin Durant? He believed in Kyrie. He's there for Kyrie yeah. and waiting for Kyrie to get vaccinated and all this stuff. I mean... Kyrie just ruined that place, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, and, he, and he's a, uh, Durant uh, made a bad investment. He did. Those are the wrong guys. You don't invest in Harden and, and, and Irving. You just don't. Well, it, it feels like the NBA is musical chairs. It is. And, and your motivation is money. 
and I Durant is 34 now, which I didn't realize. That's 16 why, that, that, years in the league. That is why a trade of getting all this stuff is going to be a little hard. If he's 29, it would be, oh, my God, you know, the Spurs would be an issue. I mean, it, it, they wouldn't sure. even – Spurs wouldn't even tank. They'd right. be like, we're going – 29-year-old – 34-year-olds? I don't know. You, you might get one good player like a Colin Sexton. Um, that's what I would look into. And then get hopefully Cleveland with some draft picks. But they're talking about him, Kyrie, uh, sorry, KD, going to Phoenix for Aiton, for Bridges, yeah. like, and Cam Johnson. That's three of their top six players in the Phoenix lineup. And then you'd trot out old-ass Chris Paul, old-ass Kevin Durant, Young Kevin we, Bo- Devin Booker and God knows a center to be named later and it's like is that even good it, enough? No, it's not. What we found out about Chris Paul the last few years is he wears down. So Durant's going to be playing big time minutes. He's going to have to carry that load for Phoenix. It's not going to be that much fun. No. I don't think they're going to win a title. Booker and Durant would have to become, I mean, Pippen and Jordan, but yes. like on steroids. But I don't see because how those in this two NBA could ever you have like to have that. more. You get more in this NBA. It, it you get tired faster because there's more possessions, there's more everything. I don't see how that works if you give the farm up for Durant. And, and neither of those two guys defend the way Pippen and and, and Jordan did. <laughs> no. So forget it. Yeah, I just don't see how that winds up being good enough. And everybody forgets that. Oh yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo is actually the biggest baddest dick on the planet, right? And like they're adding. And they're going to get healthy. Chris Middleton will be back. Oh, I, they got the guy from Utah. Love Ingles. that dude. Joe Jingles. I love that. Baby, that's he action. is good. Now, they got to wait for a minute until he gets healthy, but that's a great addition for them. Well, and, I mean, it all comes full circle. Who's running that show? Which one? Uh, the Bucks. The Bucks. Or, okay, like Coach Bud. Yeah, Spurs, baby. Yeah, oh, of course. It's Puro. And, and Puro San Antonio, thank God for Coach Bud. Nicest. Speaking of gentlemen in the sport of basketball, that guy's top of the list as well. And with Utah, they they gave up Joe Jingles. Joe Jingles, I love calling him that. Joe Ingles last year. Then they're getting rid of, of Rudy Gobert. And New York is rumored to be going all in after Donovan Mitchell. And it's like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about Utah? the Spurs and Jack? Yeah, you, yeah. you guys can't tank. That's our thing. Yeah, why are you stealing thunder? They, they might be the one team that can out-tank us coming up this year. They might be that one team. Because you look around the league. Orlando has stunk forever. They're not going to be stinky for long because they got a lot of good young guys. Right. You know, Oklahoma City, they're probably still going to stink, but they're going to be better than they have been. Mm-hmm. Sacramento is thinking they're trying to make the playoffs. There aren't that many bad teams who are, who are really in full tank mode? I'm glad the Spurs are in it. So you're saying we're being bad at the right time? It is the perfect time to be atrocious. Shitty and lucky.